bull. A young cattle bull. Muster. The action of gathering cattle or sheep together. Called a roundup in the US. Pandanus. A type of screw palm common in the north of Australia. It has long narrow leaves with small thorns along the edges and grows in a spiral fashion. Panicin. An enamelled metal cup. Punker. A large swinging fan fixed to the ceiling. Modern versions are electrically operated, but in 19th century India, they were moved by the punker Walla who pulled a rope. Rushing. When a mob of cattle suddenly gallop off together. Called stampeding in the US. Scrub bull. An unbranded wild cattle bull. Smoko. Morning tea. Station. A large pastoral property running cattle or sheep. A ranch in the US. Stock camp. A group of stockmen or ringers who go out on horseback mustering cattle, staying out for weeks or months at a time and sleeping in swags on the ground. Swag. A bedroll. A canvas ground sheet that encloses a thin mattress, sheets and blankets, is rolled up and tied with, usually, leather straps. Tail out. To walk mustard stock out and keep them quiet, usually on horseback. To be cactus. To be finished, ruined or even dead. He's cactus means he's dead. Ute. Short for utility vehicle. VJY, the outpost radio network based in Darwin. It was the public communication system for remote regions in the top end and operated by Telecom Australia. Yabbies, a type of freshwater crayfish. The epigraph reads... Some people hear the howl of the wolf at night and understand its voice. They are unable to stay in the safe places of the world and seek out its soul in spite of how dangerous that can be. Sometimes that search is for the wild and remote places of the world. Sometimes it is for the wild and remote places of the human spirit, perhaps an even more dangerous journey. Prologue, 3rd of August, 1999. The two policemen had been on duty since 3.30am. There had been no sign of the madman who had been shooting up houses in the area a few hours earlier. Now it was past 9am and the sun was doing its best work. The heat haze was already warping the view north up the highway to Darwin. White striped bitumen, khaki olive bush and red dirt shimmered and wavered into the distance. South of the roadblock, a long line of road trains, cars and caravans grew impatient and irritated as they slowly roasted in the relentless heat. Sergeant Glenn Hewitson and his partner, Constable Jamie O'Brien, had been roused from their beds in Adelaide River in the dead of night after shots had been fired at residents in the Darwin rural area, about 60 kilometres south of Darwin. They were ordered to set up a roadblock at the intersection of the Stewart Highway and Old Bino Road less than a kilometre from the northern roadblock at Kentish Road, stopping all traffic from moving through the area. The tactical response group had been searching most of the night without any result, and it now seemed unlikely that the gunmen would still be hanging around in broad daylight. 
A couple of locals waiting to get to work wandered over to chat with the officers. Jonathan Anthony's leant against the bonnet of the squad car, and Anthony Hobden squatted nearby, talking to the officers. It had been a long night, but now in broad daylight, it seemed like there wasn't much to worry about. The first shot spun Anthony's off the bonnet and onto the ground. The policemen snatched up their weapons and returned fire, just before the gunman's second shot tore through a gap in Hewitson's ballistic vest and dropped him to the road. O'Brien kept up a hail of shots in the direction of the armed man, who he could just make out across the road. The TRG squad ran for their vehicles as soon as they heard the gunfire. The two vehicles swerved to stop a few hundred metres away from the roadblock, and one clipped the other and rolled. The crash attracted the gunman's attention, and he rose up onto one knee from his position in the grass and swung his rifle around at the men scrambling from the rear of the wrecked troop carrier.